In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
to God on high. And Lord God, you made your beloved Son our Savior subject to the law and caused him to shed his blood on our behalf. Grant us the true circumcision of the Spirit that our hearts may be made pure from all sins. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the Feast of the Circumcision of our Lord and the naming of Jesus is recorded in Numbers chapter 6. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah. 
The epistle is recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 3. Before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, 
and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he raised from the dead. Amen. It's only one verse, but in it, St. Luke says so much about the work of Jesus. The word made flesh receives his name. Jesus, God saves, for he will save his people from their sins. His name defines his work. God saves. How? By fulfilling the old circumcision of Abraham's covenant. How? Jesus becomes obedient to the law. And on the eighth day, like today is the eighth day of Christmas, he sheds his blood for the first time. This reaches backwards to the promise made to Abraham and looks forward to the blood he sheds on the cross. Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day, which looks forward to Jesus' resurrection from the dead on the eighth day of the week. This gospel text might be short, but it's powerful. And it calls to, prom calls to mind the promise made to Abraham. Here are the words of Genesis. This is my covenant, which you shall keep, between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins. And it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. God's promise, his covenant, was an agreement between God, Abraham, and the descendant of Abraham. That's Jesus. This descendant or offspring of Adam and Eve, the one promised to the serpent's face, is a singular noun in the Hebrew, Zarah, the promised descendant who would crush the serpent's head, the seed. It's no accident that God's covenant with Abraham circled around the offspring, because through Abraham's offspring, the promise of salvation would be fulfilled. When the Israelites were circumcised, they received the outward sign of God's promise. Martin Luther even considered it an Old Testament sacrament, giving the Old Testament saints, quote, the forgiveness of sins, justification, and incorporation into God's people. They received these gifts through faith. It was a trust in God's promise, fulfilled in the offspring, the seed. Fulfilled in Jesus, God saves. They didn't receive justification because of the circumcision itself, though, nor because of their own deeds or their own acceptance of it, but as a free gift because of the future work of Jesus. <clears throat> but the Jews in Galatia were a little bit confused about the reason for circumcision. Whether or not they realized it, they were held captive under the law. Even after Jesus bled on the cross, some argued that, in order to be saved, both faith in Christ and the law of circumcision were necessary for salvation. Even St. Peter, the chief apostle, was, at first, confused by this. It's why St. Paul preached to the church in Galatia 
to clear up some confusion. Circumcision is not necessary in the New Testament. In the Old, it was only an outward sign of God's covenant, a guardian, a tutor, until Abraham's offspring would fulfill that covenant. As Paul preached, but before Jesus came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith, which would afterward be revealed. Justification is by faith. Justification is by Christ's own faithfulness, his own obedience to the law. But now that the faithfulness of Christ has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. The work of circumcision does not save, but the work of Jesus does. His obedient blood shed for you on the cross. You don't need circumcision. You have the outward signs given to you now. Holy baptism, holy absolution, and the Holy Supper. But just as the Galatians also had these things, the same confusion can reach us also. For we, like the Galatians, frequently hold ourselves captive to the law, perhaps even to the law of our own making. What is it that you are requiring of yourselves in order to be considered good in your own eyes or good as you perceive in God's eyes? Is it that you hold yourselves captive perhaps to equality or diversity or to freedom or to love is love in order to be called good? No. Or is it that you are held captive by contempt against those who pursue ridiculous and trendy agenda? Are you held captive by some sort of vendetta against some ideology, perhaps like those of the LGBT religion? Are you really made good by bearing the name, the correct name of a political party, or the correct world power, or knowing the correct ideology? Are you held captive by the thought, whether you know it or not, that your own goodness or faithfulness is the same as what faith is? The Jews of Galatia may have thought so before Paul came and preached to them. But bearing the name of, just, of true justification does not rely on your own faithfulness. It comes from Christ's faithfulness. Here again, the Holy Gospel. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. It is Jesus who saves. It is God who makes you good. His salvation is not by faith and fairness, nor by faith and right opinion. God shed his blood for you on the eighth day as well as on the third day. God shed his blood for everyone he guards under the law, even those who you don't agree with. For the Jew and the Greek, for slave and free, for male and female, and even he shed his blood for those confused about what male and female means. Jesus became incarnate for more than just the right opinioned for more than those in the right group. God is patient, and God is kind, even to those with faulty ideologies. 
God loves even those who claim love and yet hate him. God longs for their return and for their repentance from wicked ways. Have you considered that it's possible that God has a plan to bring back, bring back the baptized who have wandered, even though they are now receivers of our contempt and our impatience? There is hope yet, for God's faithfulness is stronger than ours. You see, it started in the garden with the promise of the seed and in the incarnation of our Lord. And it continues on the eighth day when Jesus received his name, the name that saves you. And it was finished on the third day when our Lord's work was complete. Blood and water poured from his side to fulfill the law's demands, to fulfill the law's demands for you. With that same water, Jesus incorporates you as children into his church. He himself becomes your guardian and your savior. You are Christ's now. Christ forgives you. The life and salvation that he won are yours now. If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The divine service begins and ends with God's name and holy baptism. It opens with the invocation, and it closes with the fulfillment of the ironic blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you. The pastor speaks God's word and puts God's name upon you. It doesn't matter what kind of strange name your parents gave you. What matters is that God's name is put on you in holy baptism. You are made good by the blood shed by Jesus. God saves. You are made good at his circumcision, at his trial, at his cross, at his resurrection. You are not made good by Jesus and, but you are saved by the faithfulness of God alone. God saves Jesus. Jesus saves by giving his own goodness to you imputed by the giving of his name. It is the right name. It is the right group. And you are all heirs according to promise, for you have put on his name in holy baptism, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. In addition to those prayers in the congregation at prayer, we pray for the dear friends of the Reamers, the Peterson family and the Lubner family. Some of their children were involved in an accident on 94 over the weekend where a drunk driver ran into the car of the children. Grant Peterson died in the collision. Two other children were injured. We pray for the family, both families and friends at this time of great sorrow and grief. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The heavens are the work of your fingers, yet you will to save us in the most humble and sacrificial of ways. Already eight days after being born of the Virgin Mary, your son was at work for our salvation by fulfilling your law and shedding his blood on our behalf. Receive our heartfelt thanks for the righteousness and forgiveness of sins we obtain through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed God, you sent your Son into our flesh, and as an infant, he first shed the blood that would cleanse us from our sin. Accept our thanks for the loving kindness shown to us sinners. Grant steadfastness to Chris Clark, Keith Gearock, Rachel Reilly, Roseanne Fell, Rebecca Legrol, Joanne Smith, Vic Stanley, Terry O'Neill, Maria Stemke, Pam Kirk, Bill Schaefer, Drew Franklin, Felicity Delayden, Elena Kerner, celebrating baptismal birthdays this week. Grant them and all the baptized faithful steadfast faith that we would not forget all of your benefits or lose sight of your promises, but abide in daily contrition and repentance. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, you declare that in Christ Jesus there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for we are all one in him. Preserve us from all ungodly prejudice, yet instill in us a deep appreciation for our distinctive callings under the order of creation. Grant that we would not resent what you have called us to be and to do, but rejoice to serve as you have ordained. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the gift of holy matrimony, whereby you, not, you unite together a man and a woman in one flesh for the giving and receiving of love and when it is God's will for the procreation of children. Bless Fritz and Robin Tylacker, Rich and Melinda Berger celebrating wedding anniversaries this week, that their love for each other may be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ, the heavenly bridegroom, and his faithfulness to us. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Lord, you have shown your power by establishing governments and leaders to serve your people in your name. Grant to our president, governor, congress, legislators, judges and magistrates the wisdom and courage 
to act with integrity on behalf of all our citizens, and especially for the sake of the church, that the word of the gospel may not be bound but have free course and be preached to the joy and edifying of Christ's holy people and as a witness to the world. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, bless and keep us by your grace. Remember those in need who cry out to you, especially Reverend John Leiter in rehab, Bob Piper in rehab following a head injury, Bob Rolfe, Peyton Locklear, Jamelin Martin, Kathy Miller, Heather Peters, and Josiah Berenger, all in treatment for cancer, and Reverend Dwayne Schneider in hospice care, and those injured children of the Lubner and Peterson family recovering from the devastating car accident. According to your will and wisdom, lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, you give and you take away according to your wisdom and grace. In the midst of things we cannot understand and the grief of this life, fix our eyes upon the suffering and death of Jesus as the sure and certain promise of your abiding love. We thank you for all the mercies granted to Grant during his short life on this earth, for taking him to yourself. According to your gracious will, comfort his mother and father and all in his extended family and among his friends and those in the church who mourn his death with the assurance that through the power of holy baptism, this beloved child was delivered from sin and has been received among the saints in glory. Keep all of us in your grace so that when our last hour comes, we may depart in peace. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, you invite your children to the table of your Son. Give us your Holy Spirit that we would discern Christ's body and blood in this sacrament and come with joyful and repentant hearts to receive the foretaste of the eternal feast. Strengthen us by this blessed communion that we would love you above all and love one another in your name. Lord, in your mercy. These and all other petitions we lay before you, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
the Lord be with you. Unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
The peace of the Lord be with you always. body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
Hymn 624, 624.
hymn 386, 386. Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
all give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.